0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. And we are here for for the first of our Christmas bonus episodes uh, where we will be covering some of the ghost stories for Christmas following on from last year's bonus episodes. So we're going to keep them fairly short uh, so there won't be any preamble or anything. We're just going to go straight into the uh, main event pretty much. Um, I did want to mention however very quickly... Um, As it is Christmassy and ghost story, It sounds like Preamble. It does, I know. And I'm trying to try... Sorry, Jennifer. Um, Preamble. Preamble. Um, I did watch um, on Netflix there's a movie called The Man Who Invented Christmas um, and it is a dramatisation of Charles Dickens writing A Christmas Carol. Um, And it was really good and it was Christmassy and uh, ghost story related. So I thought I'd mention that. That's so that's good. definitely well worth watching, but I won't ramble about it any longer. And also, just to heads up to everyone, because obviously we won't have seen it
1: yet. Uh, on Christmas Eve, uh, BBC Four Mark Gatiss has a new ghost story for Christmas called "The Dead Room." That is definitely that's well it's
0: obviously going to be worth checking out. But yeah, so heads up on that if you can, if you want to. Yes, excellent. Excellent. yeah, can't wait for that. It's going to be good. Right, let's get Christmas started. Whee! So, Chris, you've just had your first watching of... Oh, hello, there's a cat. Hello, cat. She's so are going to get on that box, it's going to make a noise. There you go. There's a cat in the room for the benefits of the tape. It is Obi. She is a bit of a noisy douche, so not, I apologise. Not quite a black cat. No. Nah. Get in there. Yeah. So we've just come out of watching uh, the stone tape, which was a ghost story for Christmas in the mid-70s? 1972. 1972, I even earlier. Um Let's ask for a quick uh, storyline from you know Alexa, what is the plot to The Stone Tape? The Stone Tape is a 1972 fantasy starring Michael Bryant, Jane Asher and Ian Cuthbertson. The film is one hour and 30 minutes long. The movie has a rating of 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb based on around 1,000 votes. Didn't tell us anything about the story. That totally weaked the cat out of yeah, there. The Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just very briefly, the idea is they're a group of electronics experts who are trying to break a new medium, so moving away from tape as a recording medium. Uh, they go into a massive ancient uh, house to use as a as a, um, uh, like a workshop space, and it turns out to be haunted. Um, and they decide to scientifically look at it and see if the events that they hear and see are recorded within the stones themselves, and if so, then that will give them the new medium that they're looking for. So they're trying to scientifically study the haunting within the house.
2: I'd like to add to that that they're under pressure because they really need to beat the Japanese. Yes. Yes. That's important. And, and can, can, I also,
1: can I also mention that you've certainly put that a lot more politely <laughs> than yeah. they do in the show.
0: I'd forgotten just how prevalent casual uh, racism or oh, sexism oh, yeah. so was. Certainly was. <laughs> well, casual and one impression. Oh, blindly yes. no. So yeah. Yeah, that was uh, quite strong. But you know, it was of its time, you can't be yeah. offended by it, it was acceptable then, we've learnt from it and don't do it now. But that certainly doesn't mean that you shouldn't watch it or get annoyed if you do watch it.
2: Um so Chris, what did you make of your first viewing of the Stone Tape? I'd say uh, I wanted to slightly disagree though, because Alexa said it's a fantasy, but I'd have probably said science fiction. Yes,
1: yes. I'd have said, yeah, I'd but, have said
2: supernatural cipher. Yeah, because I thought, so what I loved about it was their attempts to make reasonably detailed. Scientific explanations and certainly show the instrumentation they're using. And I really liked at the start that they showed all the sound waves, yeah, sort of different versions of it. I don't know if they're all sound waves, but um, and that almost looked like when this stuff was coming out, people doing science themselves could look quite supernatural, quite eerie, yes. you know, almost ghost-like. Seeing that sort of stuff yeah, on the screen, like a Oscilloscope yeah, sort of traces and so things I like quite, that. Yeah, quite liked that kind of uh, reference to that.
1: Because funnily enough, there was that, I, I don't know who, what it was, but there was a thing where, because um, there's that old quote from Arthur C. Clarke about mm. any sufficiently advanced technology looks is indistinguishable yeah. from magic, yeah. yes. but then someone put out, yeah, but also wouldn't any, any significantly advanced magic be indistinguishable from technology? Yeah, <laughs> where it was just, and it was like, oh shit! Yeah, <clears> throat> they throat> might have just told you that that's yeah. oh This yeah. is the scientific reason for what we do. No,
2: we've given you a magic box and yeah. you can talk to people.
0: Yeah. It. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> None of us actually understand how this stuff works, and just well, works. Chris does, but, well, but
2: yeah. But so, so that was it. So I really liked their efforts at doing that, but mm-hmm. then it's also uh, it's hard to know at what point they're just throwing something in. You know, so I'm almost tempted to look into everything that they suggested in it. Um, I suppose it's the bit where they're, so she's she's the programmer, and then they're all looking at what she's doing, mm. and I kind of thought, it looks a bit like she's typing on a typewriter, and it's hard for that not to make me think, oh, I don't know, you know, it's just there for show, and then they're all sort of reading her output, and that's, that would probably be quite difficult for those guys to all do, yeah so it's, it's like it's that I sort of love and hate that aspect of it but I know how difficult it is to get that across properly on screen
1: I, th- I think it's I think it's probably the I think it's the cross between like the script where it had it and then how a BBC yeah like props department etc have to actually yeah. make this happen it's it's like, oh well because because I mean, there's one of the one of the things that they were using in it I'm pretty sure is a computer out of Blake 7. <laughs> mm. I think it's all act brain. So, you know, the, so I think the beep had quite a few of their bits and bobs there. Yeah. But as well as the stuff that was like genuinely, you know, actual real genuine sort of equipment and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, I think there is that element of you know, it being translated by a lay person. Yeah. Is, mm. yeah.
2: But and also to people that don't want so much detail that it's going to become very boring very quickly. So yeah, you, you've yeah. always got that, that <coughs> difficulty to get that balance right. Um, but I mean, they did have yeah, they had so much equipment in it. Like, what was that huge? Oh, the air horn thing. Yeah, like, I've yeah, never seen one that big. I. Well,
1: <laughs> I tell you what, that's that's on my Christmas list because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would happily. I'd just walk around the office with that. Just be. Oh, this conversation's got boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me (laughs) it's just yeah I think again there's because I there's a lot going on with sort of have you you've probably seen it and this is slightly off key but sound is I is such a still such a huge untapped resource in a weird way Mm. that because have you seen the thing about the ultrasound tractor beam
2: no yeah yeah
1: it, where basically it's like ultrasound pads and they can suspend items. Yeah, and it's only good, very small ones. Yeah, it's good, but, but it's meant to be the future for 3D printing in so much as mm. you would print a circuit, print the tra- transistors, etc. Uh, fucking hell, that's probably wrong. But, you know, print the various components of it mm. and then it would actually put them in for you without having to have arms that move it or anything else like that. It would wow. just do it with the ultrasound cage sort of thing. Wow. And again with this it's like there's a lot of it that is sound based and mm. and obviously the the soundtrack's um, Radiophonic Workshop because it's a BBC one yeah, and it's Desmond Briscoe who is great anyway but so I think that adds a lot to it of the because again where it's meant to be like the screen where it sort of has that thing of a loop mm. but it is a loop in the in the confines of the stone tape, yeah, yeah, it's replaying. It's replaying, yeah. and it is, so it is essentially a loop. So it it isn't. Oh, I can hear the, you know, the edit point on that or whatever like yeah. that because it would be it's supposed um, to be there.
0: Yeah, it? yeah,
2: and um, yeah. So I mean, it was. That, I don't think I've ever seen a film or read a story where they've tried to explain supernatural phenomenon this way. Like mm. uh, you know, as a recorder, is quite a good idea. You know, it's very original. I think because. Uh, yeah, it does. If it was true, it kind of it would explain a lot, and that's what he said. Mm. Uh, you know, like at one about point.
1: The, the building material where they start studying the fabric yeah. of the room, don't yeah. they? and it's like, oh, well, this this stone gets used in uh, a lot of medieval London's built with it, and it's mm. like, oh, well, that explains yeah. a lot of hauntings and yeah. stuff, and it's yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really good because I think also that I like the because it's meant to be that it isn't actually that old a building, but that room is yeah sort of a hold over from another point they're mm. trying to work
2: out how far back it goes yeah mm.
1: and even that where it's like oh we, you, you're essentially even the stone tape you tape over yeah yeah, mm. and sort of you know so it's still thinking about it because t- I suppose it's like sort of mineral content and things like that so it's still like like ferrous metals within mm. magnetic tape and
0: things like that so exactly. sort of yeah <laughs> so it does kind of it, the theory of it does kind of hold up and, and yeah and what I really liked, that I'd forgotten until we just saw it again, <clears throat> yeah, it was the fact that they only see the most recent yeah. event recorded yeah, that was good mm. until it's wiped, yeah. and then what's underneath it is, yeah. then, is been, then the most we'll see, recent. Yeah,
2: so it she explained that it's been boosted, which again, you know, you can do, boost yeah. the signal, and we'd done that accidentally yeah. and brought back the earlier... Yeah, no, that's that was really good.
1: And also just, I mean, I think certainly... Because it's, it's Nigel Neal who is the Quake Mass author who's also partly responsible for the 3. Yet. We haven't seen it and we will. Yeah. Because that is. It's been there from the beginning. That's yeah. <laughs> well, he haunts a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, I mean, he genuinely is so good at this sort of thing where. Because actually, <clears throat> there is. Because, essentially, because of this show, there is stone tape theory. Within mm-hmm. like paranormal circles and things like that, mm-hmm. that is one of the things that, and probably holds the most weight because it it does have a lot more logic to it yeah. in a way. But I like the fact that they get into the nitty gritty of it being: is it a recording or is she in purgatory? Yeah, because there is that element as well where it's like, oh, you know, if it's if it's a recording, that doesn't feel as bad as yeah. Someone having to relive a horror and their death over and over again, and but yeah, and I think sort of um, character-wise, I really like it though as well because I think everyone's just Uh,
2: yeah, that was a very interesting cast of characters, yeah.
1: Because I think it it does feel like a working environment, Mm, yeah, because of most of the team keep fucking (laughs) about, and but also you've got you've got Jill who. Although they, everyone apart from Peter, who is uh, who she's obviously having an affair with, mm. everyone apart from him acknowledges that she's clever. Mm. Whereas he brings into it at one point, it's like, oh, you've you've done that, but it's instinct. Yeah, you know, it's your, it's almost like oh, it's your female intuition. That's it, intuition he uses, yes. mm-hmm. as in female intuition, and it's like. He still won't quite give her the credit of actually having a brain that can figure this shit out. Yeah. And he is
0: the 70s. He is an odious man. He is. He really um, is.
2: But he's, he's just, he's full of ego, but he's also quite clever. Like, cause oh, he obviously yes, gets oh, what's yeah. going on. But, and yeah, the will, or, you know, the drive to sort of push through what he wants to happen at the time. Especially because it ch- he changes so much from being so excited about it when they're all celebrating. And he's like, yeah. that's it, we've found this new. You know, this is true, pure science. Um, and then, when it's going bad, he's like, no, that's it, right, we're done with that. We're, yeah. we're moving on. I've got a new plan now. Don't keep bringing me back to this. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> obvious
1: why he's in charge. Yeah. Because, like you say, he's got enough... He, Because I think... Um, Jill and Eddie would probably just sit there and noodle away on, yeah. for years. Yeah, on
2: the same Whereas
0: a team like the, the leader of the team would have to be the one who says, no, this stops now. We yeah, get we've on done this it. for three days. It's gone nowhere. we yeah. drop it. We move on. Yeah. The other thing I loved, I loved um, which I assume was something that, that the actor brought to it, was he was very loud and brash and he had a very strong voice and he was very um, almost theatrical. Mm. And then as soon as he answered the phone to his wife, all of that changed, yeah. and he was a completely different person. Oh darling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets No and His voice is and entirely and different. And it's really it's that horrible thing of watching so again
1: it's it's probably why he is able to lead. It's that thing about psychopaths being CEOs yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. But the way he's able to compartmentalize that they've just been laying on the bed together then he's on the phone and he's basically Talking saying about... like nick off and have a drink. Yeah. So how's how's Chuffy's hoof? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. But also there was a there's one bit that was just weird to me which was just where he went, how's what's his name? The horse, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, He'd say,
0: how's the horse? Yeah yeah. Though, what's his name? You know. That's it but the, the, there was a the, the thing that made me laugh as well, I I'll point it out at the time. <clears throat> at the very beginning, when they're all pulling in, she's in the car and the yeah. two trucks narrowly miss her. She slams her little car into reverse, smashes it into a pile of sand. The courtyard is full of people beavering away, unloading trucks and things. Pretty she much men. Yeah, all men. She's there's... the only woman. Yeah. She screams, smashes her car into a sandbank. Nobody goes to see if she's all right. No. Nobody backs an they, the They've got much just...
2: more important things to be discussing.
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But I think, but again, also, the um, I do think it, it's weird because Jill is clearly... The script understands she's intelligent, mm. and she is kind of the emotional heart of the
0: thing. Yeah,
1: but equally, I don't know if it does a, that great a service in so much as she does seem to be vague, like verging on hysteria before anything kicks off. Yes, mm. <clears throat> but again, even that he's having a pop at her about us, like again, like you said, ego. Hmm. where it's like oh this is you getting at me because I couldn't yeah, get away yeah, he's the other twisting night twisting things and, yeah. to his. So like, yeah, it's, you're yeah. Not, it doesn't all revolve
2: around you mate you mm-hmm. know what I mean it's like and it does work though as yeah. a leader if you present it strong enough it's yeah. like oh he's probably right you know yeah. I don't have the power <laughs> to go against that really and Collie obviously holds a talk for Jim Yeah, that is without yeah, a shadow yeah. of a doubt
1: and even that is harsh where it's like he's Peter's then off knobbing the secretary Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh well, why don't you take? You go off, a little, yeah, you know, take, you know, take me leaveings. Yeah, why thing. don't you two go off for yeah. a couple of months and then come back? in? Yeah.
2: What? Know that she's causing him difficulties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but I do.
1: No I think, I, I, think I, I love. I love Collie in it though. I think yeah. he's one of the. You have to be able to pull off doing a lot of exposition like that mm. without any, without it feeling weird. Yeah. Whereas it does seem to come naturally from him that it's like, oh yeah, the house was built. Years ago, and it was this and that and the other, and it's like, you feel that he has had the interest to go and look it up. It's yeah. not just that mm. he's knowledgeable and everything. <laughs> and the vicar's great as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he is, yeah. Sin? Pollution is the modern manifestation
0: of sin, <laughs> as it can only be in a material world. And that felt very <laughs> universal. That felt like, you know the old prince yeah. who used mm. to be in... Uh, the little crow looking guy who used to oh yes, yes, you know yeah. what I mean oh yeah, and,
1: and speaking speaking of crow, you spotted James Cosmo I did which I've never noticed it's James Cosmo, and I'm quite impressed because <laughs> um, uh, as one of the um, one of the other uh, researchers involved and but yeah, I think again, Nigel Neal just always manages to be. I'd love to have known how his brain worked, because he is, I don't know, it's, it's just plausibility is the mm, thing yeah. that comes through. It's like everything he comes up with, he either predicts stuff far in the future, or it's like, no, that makes perfect sense, why that would be that way, or this is the most logical
0: explanation mm. for this phenomenon and stuff like that. Absolutely. Oh, on that, just as a very quick thing, uh, watch Life Force again recently on Blue ray because yes. you yeah. bought it for me. Yeah. Um, um, in that, when they're in the spaceship at the very beginning, one of them is vaping. He's got what looks like a pen, and he's smoking it. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, my God. Look, someone invented electronic <laughs> cigarettes in Hollywood That's fa- 40 years ago.
1: That's fantastic. The um, Actually, the one thing that doesn't come out of this is we've not had the self... Um, the self sorted washing machine, as yet, no, no, because
0: Which, that man was too pissed, to yeah. clearly. Ever, but
1: I've, I've never noticed that before because there's, yeah, because the, the bit where they bring in Crawshaw, who is the rival for funding, we assume, mm. within the the Ryan Electronics from the Irish guy who clearly runs the Patrick, Patrick yeah, yeah, himself, <laughs> um, and yeah. When he comes in with and the fact that his hands have died differently each time, it's a nice, <laughs> yeah. nice little bit of comedy in an otherwise sort of fairly yeah. straight piece, isn't yes. it really? But but just yeah, the fact that that first the first time he comes in, I have never noticed it before. But the guy is playing it that he is so pissed, like really, like <clears throat> that's, know, like sort of, and because at first I was like. Oh, I've never noticed that. And then I was like, "Oh, please, God, don't let,
0: just don't let it be that the actor was a piss artist." <laughs> but then when he comes into it later, he's not. Mm. You know, he is yeah, he's he's sp- much more. Yeah, I was going to say he's sober later on. But then when he's coming down the stairs at the end, and clearly there's a shift of power in that building. Yeah. After she has passed on, the first thing he's talking about is what booze he wants in his drinks cabinet above anything else. Yeah, well, that's, that's be- true. Yeah. So this is one of the few ghost stories for Christmas that's actually feature length. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, uh, but I, I think it needed to be. It, this, as you, when we first sat down and the timing came up on the screen, I said to you, oh, "I don't remember it being that long." Um, and you said, "Oh, it doesn't feel it." And no. it doesn't. It doesn't feel any longer than the ghost stories for Christmas, which are only fifty minutes or whatever. Yeah. It
1: feels like it, it feels like maybe it's an hour. Mm. In fact, that was the confidence with which I left the house yeah. today, telling Claire, <laughs> "Oh no, Stone
2: Tape's about an hour." Then you know, <laughs> but um... and it does have a Christmas reference in it.
1: Yes. Well, it was it was, it was was the Christmas ghost story in 1972 mm. because they do... Because um, it was a weird one where they would... Although they did a lot of M.R. James ones, mm. it wasn't... Even then, it wasn't always going to be an M.R. James one. Yeah. And even some of the later ghost stories for Christmas because they did, like, um, the Signalman, like Charles Dickens. Yes. And they also did original ones. Yeah. Well, such as this. this a couple of those know. were really good. Oh, and yeah. they
0: did... Um, uh, uh, Shao Ken the painter and stuff as well yes yeah which was very good yes no I really like that I've got that blue ray in it. it looks amazing I've got it somewhere and I cannot find it for the life of me and it's the only one Jennifer hasn't seen and I oh, right. okay. Find it. but I think yeah the again it's just
1: it's a good it's a good cast mm. it's and and also just I love the there's little touches as well like the fact that it lets you interpret, like you, you realise who they're talking about when he just keeps saying about himself in an Irish accent. Yeah. Mm. And you sort of like twig, right, so it's their boss and he's Irish and he's this yeah. and he's that. And you only get that through the impression done of him. There's yeah. this sort of flamboyant, yeah, just chuck money at it, sort of type. Yeah. And it all stems from someone else's performance of it in a weird way. You don't, mm. He's a character in it who you don't need to see.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I do like that. I like the fact that. Uh, we mentioned it previously with something else. I can't remember what it was. But we were saying there was something else where somebody was a character in it, and although you never meet that character, they're only ever described. Can you remember what? It was, it was? American Werewolf. Yes, it was that was Roger, it. Roger Matheson? That's it, mm. yes. Tell him I'm, tell him I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's the fact that they don't need to bring that character in and bog mm. him down.
2: You just need to know who they are. Yeah, it creates a bigger world. Yeah. Yeah, without complicating it. Exactly. Mm. Seeing
1: if I have anything written down here. I've got Peter equals prick, misogy- <laughs> misogyny racism,
0: great vicar. <laughs> and You're is fucking leathered. <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it all that up. That does sum it up. up. Yep.
1: But I mean certainly I would give this I'm gonna say I mean I love Nigel Neal anyway mm. and I'm pretty generous to be honest because I think we only really tend to watch stuff I really like <laughs> um, I'm going to give this five ghosts up the staircase nice out of a potential five ghosts I think that's very
2: good Chris? I reckon I'll go for probably 4.3 ghosts up the staircase excellent nice
0: so four ghosts and a spectrum yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will definitely go for a, a definite for Virgin towards four and a half. Um, I really liked it. I really like the, the, the how seventies it is as well. It's mm. so encapsulating it's, of that time.
1: Yeah, it's weird actually watching it, having watched Possum, which obviously has a similar radiophonic score and everything. Mm. That's a new. That's, that's very, yeah, very yeah. It's very new. It's the Matt Holmes one. Um, and again, there's sort of like it did. It it does give you a, a nice weird seventies grain <laughs> to it, where everything just everything feels alien. Yeah. It's just sort of yeah, just a, a, a odd you're already unsettled before anything's sort of gone on.
0: Yeah, there's there were some things I'd I'd say it's Jennifer recently, you know. The seventies was the time that I would have loved to have lived in America. Mm. Um but seventies Britain is just oh, the grim. epitome of everything I can't stand. It's, it's gr- it
1: is grim, mate. I mean, I, don't, I can't see you with, like, really, really big flowers on your curtains. You know the big
0: sort of pop art orange and yellows? Yeah. Yeah, I can't see Driving that. Driving around in the most hideous big square boxy cars ever. It's or in your Vauxhall Viva. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we will leave you now, um, and we will return in the next few days with our next mini bonus Christmas episode, which will be... What are we going to do? We've got two to choose from. Uh, do we Do we go the
1: Game of Thrones route? Yeah, we, we could do. Yeah, or we could. Well,
0: Chris. Chris, which sounds more interesting to you purely based on the name? So there is A Warning to the Curious. Well, that's pretty good. And The Stalls at Barchester.
2: Yeah, it would be the first one. The Stalls at Barchester. I don't know what to make of that. Stalls.
0: Yeah, so it's the... Seating. It's the seating in the cathedral at Barchester.
2: I imagine that's a lot better than, than that <laughs> name come <conjures laughs> up in my mind. So I would have gone for the first one purely on, you know, just just add the word curious. <laughs> it makes me curious. Excellent. And it has
0: got your father in it. Has it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I still say that you're...
2: Doesn't get killed
0: horribly? No. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I, I still think that your father looks like Harry Grout, you see, from Porridge. Um, and that actor is the main character in all into the series. Okay. I so forward that he, to that then. He's going to make it a very Game of Thrones Christmas, because we've had
1: James Cosmo mm. from the Night's Watch in this one, and then we're going to have Peter Vaughan,
0: who used to run the Night's Watch, in the second one. Yeah. Excellent. There we go, so... We will go and watch A Warning to the Curious now, and we will return in a couple of days with our verdict. Uh, If you can, go and find it and watch it for yourselves. Um, Yeah. Don't drop a bottle. Don't drop a bottle. Um, And then come back and join us in a few days when we will materialise like the Christmas spirit of old. Thanks very much. Take care. Have a good Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Drink responsibly. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) I won't (laughs) be. Dream responsibly, I won't.
1: <laughs> no fear.